Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hey, welcome back to The Sheena Show. So this week I have something a little bit different for you. I am going to play for you some snippets from the live sessions that I do when I run my calligraphy style challenge. So you guessed it. It is open for registration right now. It's my free five-day challenge where I give you a really insightful bite-sized lesson each day that you can do a fun assignment with. And then I go live every single day to sort of dig into those assignments and give some actual feedback. The whole point of the calligraphy style challenge is to find your own unique calligraphy look, is to start to learn how to create your own signature calligraphy style without copying other people and without it looking really random. So I wanted to share with you some snippets from a previous style challenge that I ran because I thought it would just be really helpful. I just kind of go live and riff, but there's some really good nuggets of wisdom and truth and just story that come out of those live sessions. So the first snippet is more on my own calligraphy business journey. The one thing that let me continue to grow and develop my business after I had first started it. It might be easy to put your first offering out there, maybe get your first client, but how do you keep growing? How do you keep developing? as a calligrapher and as a calligraphy business owner. So that's the first snippet. The second snippet is talking more in depth about why style is so important to professional calligraphers, the role that it plays with clients and your own confidence and your own offerings and pricing. And the third snippet is not so much about business, but more about how I have been able to keep calligraphy fun and inspiring for me. This is probably the most important snippet out of all of them because without this, I would have given up on calligraphy a long, long time ago. So I'm going to share those three snippets with you. If you are interested, these are live videos. So I also have a video version of this on my YouTube channel. You can watch at crookedcalligraphy.tv. I share some visuals of some of my old work. You can see my old studio. That's not this studio. It was actually just a corner of my bedroom in the last condo that I lived in, which goes to show <laughs> you can start a business from anywhere. It doesn't have to be fancy. So um, you can catch that video on crookedcalligraphy.tv. And otherwise, I'm just going to tell you if you want to sign up for the style challenge, because you can sign up right now and we start Sunday, June 20th, you can go to crookedcalligraphy.com slash style and register totally for free. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive right into those snippets. Personal story portion of today, I'm just going to introduce myself because I'm sure a lot of you guys um, know me in here, but for those that don't, I would love to give you a little bit of background on me and why I'm doing this <laughs> and, you know, why 
I teach the way that I teach. So my name is Sheena and Crooked Calligraphy is my company. I've had this for over four years now, but I was not always a calligrapher and I was not always an artist. And I did not think that I was always creative because before I was a calligrapher, I was a corporate securities lawyer. Ooh, I should have had you guys guess. Oh, well, I spoiled it. <laughs> Probably a lot of you guys know this anyway. But okay, so I was a corporate securities lawyer, which is like the most boring kind of lawyer you can be, basically. Um, I was reading like 500 page documents, you know, legal lease, just like fine print um, that was getting filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. It was exciting stuff. So I was in law for almost a decade between studying for the LSATs, going to law school, working in a top international corporate law firm for six years. Law was 10 years of my life. I ended up in law for the reason that a lot of people end up in law, because I didn't know what the hell else to do with my life. And law was a safe, prestigious, you know, stable career that I could go into that my parents would be happy about, you know, that would make me good money. And I honestly didn't know what else to do with myself. I had always been praised for getting straight A's and getting into Harvard University and getting a perfect SAT score. Like creativity was not what I was praised for. It was the accomplishments, you know, it was like being a professional. It was the trophies. So that's what I went after. And I spent all that time in law and was so, so unhappy. I mean, really, I was like dying a slow death. And if anyone can relate to that, ah, I feel you. I still remember those days, like the late nights, the Sundays in the office, just working 12, 14, 16 hour days on stuff that I just wasn't into. And yes, I was getting paid a lot of money. That's the only reason I stayed because I had law school loans. And you know what? Actually, I take it back. That's not the only reason I stayed. It's not true. I stayed because I didn't think that it was possible to do anything else. I had been, you know, I'd been raised to think that that was the only path, the only path to stability and security. I was scared to leave, even though it was actually slowly killing me. Literally, my health was down. You know, I was overweight. Like, it was not good. I was snapping at people. I was angry. So I finally got up the courage to quit after six years of being in that job and really just working my way up to it. And I had no backup plan, no idea what I was going to do. I thought maybe I'd go into another law job that was easier, thought maybe I'd explore some other thing. Like I had, I could become a tutor, who knows? And I sort of wandered around for a while. And then you guys, I found calligraphy. That sounds like a really romantic way to put it, but it really, it just clicked. And I think it clicked because I had been doing some work on myself and I had been exploring other creative things, but calligraphy just clicked. And I started a company within three months of learning calligraphy, started selling on Etsy, have changed directions a few times and have landed here. I teach calligraphy. That is mostly what I do. And I freaking love it. This is what I feel like this is what I'm meant to do right now. Teach calligraphy in a way that it's not intimidating and it's not boring and you're not writing like pages full of ease. And you, even if you think you're not a creative person and you don't have it in you and you know, those people who do calligraphy must be really talented over there. I think you belong over there. I think everybody can do it. And I try to break it down in a way that everybody can do it. That's kind of in a nutshell, my story. I come from a non-artistic background, a non-creative background, but I did it. And that's why I feel like I truly believe calligraphy can be broken down in a way that anybody can learn it. And if you want to become a professional calligrapher, that's possible too. It takes a lot and it's hard. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, this life 
it's it's beautiful, but it's tough, you know? It's uncomfortable. But I really, really believe anybody can do it. I started Crooked Calligraphy in January of 2016. So I've been in this game for over four years now. Um, worked with a lot of clients in that time. Pivoted a lot. Had a lot of different calligraphy offerings. So I can really speak to the whole gamut of, I mean types of clients that there are out there. Everything from, I started with just a tiny little Etsy shop and sort of people asking me for custom calligraphy pieces, little quotes and cards to send to people. I have worked with local brick and mortar stores, very sort of local clients doing, you know, parties and invitations and events and stuff like that. And I have worked with big corporate clients doing live calligraphy, teaching, you know, at the to their employees, stuff like that. And then of course, I have taught all sorts of people. I just kind of wanted to walk you down memory lane a little bit and just give you the lesson that having a good repertoire of calligraphy styles can really give you a boost of confidence as a professional calligrapher. If you're going to try and go out there and sell your work and start putting your offerings out there and start approaching people, start putting stuff up on Instagram, start listing stuff on Etsy, maybe on a website, a simple website that you put up, having different styles can really help you feel like you're you know, a professional calligrapher that you've got something to offer that you can list out maybe like three or four different styles of things instead of listing just the one kind of lonely offering out there. And I wanted to let you know that a lot of clients will come to you expecting you to be the calligraphy and lettering expert. So they're not going to come to you and say, hey, I really want you to do, you know, modern calligraphy with a paintbrush in a super swoopy style. Or I want you, I really love like Spencerian or engrosser script. People don't know those terms. (laughs) clients are going to come to you and say something like, I have, you know, like a four-year-old's birthday party. I'd love to like maybe put some cute lettering on the invitation or I'm planning a high tea that's kind of, you know, fancy and has kind of a pale pink invitation. What kind of script can you, can you think of for that? So I have gotten so many of those kinds of requests and I really honestly feel like my success as a calligrapher, part of it has been because I've been able to answer those requests with like, oh yeah, sure. Let me, you know, whip up a couple options for you and see which one you want to go with. And I know some of you are probably looking at me and saying like, oh, that's good for you, Sheena, that you're able to do that. You must be like magically talented and just a calligraphy unicorn. And I could never do that. So I just wanted to show you some of my old stuff to ensure you this is one of the earlier offerings that I had and it was just something the client I mean she didn't give me a lot of direction on this a lot of clients won't they will look to you to be the expert and she said like I just want a really fun you know bridesmaid card it says thank you for being my bridesmaid guys this isn't perfect this is actually a little cringy now that I look at it but somebody paid me for this because I was able to come up with sort of a a different kind of style. Um, I had one early client ask me to design just a little flyer for like an outdoor fair she was going to be doing. So I came up with some, you know, pretty different looking styles for her to choose from. I realize this looks like totally backwards writing here, but this is the kind of stuff, okay, This is just super cringy, but again, another client wanted something a little more formal, you know, because this event, I mean, this is on like a beige envelope, (laughs) like 
<laughs> with burgundy writing on it. I mean, this the client wanted a particular feel. So even from early on, okay, and I'm not saying you have to be perfect with your style, but from early on, I was able to understand sort of what elements go into style and create things accordingly that had the feel that my clients were looking for. And then once I was able to present like a couple options, they'd be like, oh, wow, she really is an expert and a professional. And like, she's probably going to do a really good job for me. Okay. And, you know, that stuff eventually led to like, eventually I was able to make, you know, a little bit more refined offerings. And, you know, when I offered envelopes, I was able to put on my website a bunch of different style options that people could choose from. And they're very different from each other okay and I mean really probably the vast majority of clients chose like the classic offering or maybe the slightly more flourished one okay so to be honest most people did not choose the you know super quirky fanciful whimsical you know or the very swoopy like a lot of people stuck to the classics but went to my website and there was there was this nice beautiful grid of like envelope style options that I had available and it just made me feel like I had more to offer. So that's just a little bit of background on how important calligraphy style has been in my career as a calligrapher and I just wanted to let you guys know that so you could start sort of thinking about that too. Today I'm going to focus on the fact that guys if I couldn't do expressive styling and just keep pushing the envelope and keep learning new ways to do this, I probably wouldn't still be doing calligraphy. So raise your hand in the comments if you are like me where just you can't do the same old thing over and over and over again. This is exactly why I'm drawn to modern calligraphy. Modern calligraphy, I mean, it's just endless. It's so, so cool seeing how people are pushing it, you know, like uh, discovering a new Instagrammer and being like, oh my God, I never thought of bouncing letters that way. I mean, it's just really, really cool to be able to match the lettering, you know, to express what you want. And doubly so when you can match the lettering to express the like the words that you're writing, right? That's like where the real magic is. So I don't know about you. I have tried learning copperplate calligraphy so many times. I fail every single time. <laughs> So that's something if you are thinking because you can't do copperplate calligraphy or you tried that and it just wasn't for you, that calligraphy is not for you. That is not true. Copperplate calligraphy, Spencerian, all the more engrosser scripts, all the more sort of traditional scripts, you got to be a little more precise, right? You, like you got to do those oval drills and writing, you know, pages of ease because that actually does matter when you have such a consistent script. It, it takes a while, right? To get that into your muscle memory and get that like nice and regular and beautiful. And like, holy cow. I mean, Copperplate script is beautiful. Like Young Hay from Logos Calligraphy, Suzanne Cunningham, they are like total freaking rock stars. And I so admired what they do. I can't do it. That's why modern is my jam. It's just, there's, it's a little more forgiving. You can, you know, do things in a slightly inconsistent way. It's okay if you're not, if your ovals aren't perfect every single time, like you can kind of play with that. And I think still have something absolutely beautiful. So I just wanted to just, I know this is going to be backwards, but doing stuff like this, just figuring out how to mix, you know, different kinds of texts with calligraphy, like, 
riding in a in a wave with like a I don't know if you can tell but this is an ombre so I used sort of uh, one color of gouache and then kind of slowly worked over into another color of gouache that was fun splatter effects I mean using different types of letters more round than usual right this one looks totally different this is my jam this is why I've been doing calligraphy for over four years and probably will do it for the rest of my life um, or until I can anymore because there's just always more. So I really, really encourage you to keep going with calligraphy style and to find a way to make it fun and doable and not frustrating because I know it can feel very overwhelming and just like you're not getting anywhere and that you're like trying things and it's just not going to work out for you keep going use what you've learned in the style challenge um, join modern calligraphy 201 if that feels like a good fit for you find some way to continue to make this fun otherwise you're not going to stick with it right and sticking with it is the number one thing that gets you good the number one thing it's not any kind of technique or worksheets or mentorship or whatever. It's actually just picking up the pen, right? So I hope you enjoyed those little snippets of the live sessions. Like I said before, during my style challenge, I go live every single day of the five days in our pop-up Facebook group. And I really love just sharing everything that I've learned in my six years of learning calligraphy, developing my own style, building my business, working with so many different kinds of clients. If you want to join the style challenge, we start June 20th. It's absolutely not too late to join. You can sign up for free at crookedcalligraphy.com style. Just pop your email address in there and you will get everything you need to join. I really hope to see you in there so I can continue to share what I've learned um, from being a professional calligrapher for six years. And more importantly than the business lessons, the emotional and mental and self-worth lessons that have really carried me this far and will continue to carry me to such amazing possibilities I haven't even dreamed them up yet. That's what it is to be on a crooked creative path. I hope you will stay on it and I hope you will come join the style challenge <laughs> for some awesome free learning. So again, that's crookedcalligraphy.com slash style. Hope to see you in there and I will see you next time on The Sheena Show. Hey, if you're interested in learning calligraphy and you want to do it for free, I have a calligraphy workshop that I created just for you. I know how frustrating it is to buy the wrong tools, to not know how to use them for everything coming out of your pen to look like nonsense. That's why I created this training. It's about an hour long. It shows you exactly what tools to buy, how to prep those tools, how to get started right, and how to continue practicing so that you actually get good at calligraphy. And bonus, it will tell you a little bit more about how to continue working with me if you want to learn calligraphy from me. So that's at freecalligraphyworkshop.com. All one word, freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you inside. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you 
to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.